Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 38 of the Lessons Learned podcast. In this week's episode, I am sharing my conversation with the incredible Kat Gaskin, the founder of The Content Planner, and we talk all things creating the businesses we need most, how our businesses have supported us through hard times in our lives, and how she herself came through a lot of different shifts in her personal life when it came to being divorced and figuring out her next right steps in starting her business, having a co-founder in the beginning, going through a co-founder breakup, and so much more, showing up for our communities in a values-aligned way, sharing our values with our communities online. This episode is a juicy one and one that I had so much fun talking to Kat for. So Kat and her work have supported me through my lowest of lows. When I hit my rock bottom in 2017, it was through finding people online who were killing it, doing incredible work, that I was able to find my footing again. It's interesting, today I did our self-efficacy workshop as part of the Next Right Step program. And one of the ways we can build our self-efficacy, which is our belief in our ability to control the outcome of our lives um, and the various areas of our lives that we're hoping to improve, One of the ways to improve our self-efficacy is through vicarious experiences. So learning from others, seeing how they walked the path that they're on, and then learning from what they've done and applying it to our own life. That can give us the assuredness that we're looking for and help us feel more grounded in what we're moving forward and doing. And so as I'm introducing interviews into the podcast versus only solo pods with me, that's what I hope that you're getting a glimpse of is the experiences of others, what they have done to build up their lives, their businesses, their careers in order to help you feel equipped to do the same. Now, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into what is going on in my life right now. So we are in the last week of the Next Right Step program, my masterclass series in building resilience and leadership. And it's been such a ride and so surreal to already be in the final week to have delivered four of the five modules of curriculum and to look back now and have almost a hundred pages of curriculum that I've developed around the roots of resilience. So wellness, work, community, self-efficacy and identity for people to dive into more fully to better understand themselves, what they're capable of and to be surrounded by a deeply supportive community of people who now have the same foundational understanding of their own resilience. And it's been interesting because I'm imagining what our alumni program is going to look like and how we can stay connected in community. Because once you know these things, it's hard to have conversations with folks who about these various areas of the roots of resilience um, without them fully knowing what you're talking about as you're moving forward to do new dreams, new goals for yourself. So it's been fun to imagine what um, engagement and and ensuring our community stays close after the program's done, um, what that's gonna look like. And I'm excited to share more with our community on Wednesday when I share with them. And also for this to be something I offer ongoing after the programs are done in the future. So the next cohort of the Next Right Step is gonna be this fall in the month of November. We're gonna have registration open October 16th to the 23rd. 
So if you missed out on this cohort and this version of the program, then make sure you're ready to sign up for this fall because it's been incredible. I can't wait to hear from our attendees and their testimonials after this uh, program's done. It's been so deeply rewarding. I have never worked this hard. Okay, I haven't worked this incessantly for a very long time. I have pulled multiple all-nighters. I have slept the least I've slept in a while. And I'm not saying this to glorify or glamorize hustle and all of that. No, I knew this was going to be a month and a season that was going to expect a lot of me. And so you best believe I have a three-week vacation planned starting September 2nd. (laughs) So this has been such a ride and planning for this sprint of work and it being so rewarding. And at the end of it, having this programming, this curriculum, this community, Um, and taking that chance on myself and taking that leap with myself, I was able to do this because of women like Kat, who I saw also crushing it publicly with their businesses and creating the content planner like she did, hosting virtual workshops, and so many other women uh, and men who inspired me along the way from that point when I was at my lowest low in 2017 all the way to today when I'm feeling on fire and feeling so incredible about what I'm bringing into the world. So I wanted to give you a glimpse into the human who has helped inspire me, who was also my coach throughout the launch phase of the Next Right Step program. Kat had done a bunch of virtual workshops and launched online multiple products. And so I wanted to have her guidance and advice as I was going into launch mode for the Next Right Step. And just being able to talk to her and look at her posts that she was doing for her her sales periods and then modeling hours after that um, was so supportive and so helpful and I think helped us have really great results as well. So keep the people close who inspire you. Lean into vicarious experiences of others so that you can learn, strategize, and build your next right steps in life. And this is the conversation with Kat. Without further ado, we're going to dive into so much and I hope you love this episode. So while we wait for Kat, so Kat is the founder and creator of The Content Planner. It is an IRL planner that you can use to plan out all your content as a small business owner. Um, That is so much better. Uh, So welcome back, Kat. Kat, you're amazing. One, Kat is helping coach me through this launch um, because I've seen her launch successfully um, so many products through The Content Planner over the last few years. And you, I honestly, when I was like when I was sick and in recovery back in 2017, it was when the content planner was really starting to take off. And so I was vicariously living through the growth of the content planner and seeing what you were doing on digital and how you were community building and being a woman of color. I was just like, this is my people. (laughs) I know when I first met you at Make Lemonade, obviously we had DMs back and forward. But when I finally met you in person and we had that I hugged you. Do you remember when I, I hugged you? And I was I like, the elevator. yeah, I was like, whoa, this is, this is a different, this is a different being. This is a different <laughs> human. It's somebody that I, I can like be friends with and form a relationship with and have like a deep, meaningful conversation. Like I felt that instantly from you. And that was, um, I think right before you got sick. Yeah. So that was, that would have been actually last year. So it was like right Mm -hmm. after a big surgery that I had, but it was right before I ended up shutting down core space, which was my last company before I decided it was time to go all in on interviewing all in on educating. And I think that you can speak to this very well is that 
when we're in that phase of trying to figure out what the right business venture is, because you went from working for the, uh, what was it? The Ontario College of Physiotherapists. Physiotherapists. <laughs> yes, the College of Physiotherapists, to then going freelance and then coming up with the idea of the content planner. Can you share about that period in between where you were like freelancing and figuring out like, what is the product I'm going to bring to the world? Yeah, absolutely. And for all of my fellow business owners listening, just know for the record, I didn't know the content planner was even going to be a thing when I first quit my job eight years ago. So if you're right now quitting your job or if you transitioned or you made the pivot during the pandemic and you just have no idea what the next few years are going to hold for you, just know that I've been in that exact same position because the content planner didn't actually launch and become a physical idea and even a concept until four years into my journey as an entrepreneur, which mm. looking back now sounds crazy because I don't know what else I would be doing <laughs> at this point. So when I first quit, I had experience with freelance and service-based graphic design, you know, onboarding clients and doing logo and brand work, business cards and websites and all of that. And that transitioned into content creation because I started using Instagram and I was like, oh, this is a really great platform for me. I'm a graphic designer. I love sharing things visually. I don't have to write too much. I'm not really good at blogging. I don't really like to write blog posts or type a lot. I'm better at visuals. I love Photoshop. I love fell in love with photography. I'm completely self-taught. And Instagram transitioned me into the life of a content creator. What that means is I was then hired by brands to shoot their products wherever I was in the world. And that allowed me to travel anywhere at any time, which was actually my initial goal. When I first quit my job, my goal was to work less and travel more. And after I would say three years, so this did not happen overnight. I didn't just gain, you know, 30,000 followers overnight. It took three years to become a freelance graphic designer to then transition into a content creator. And I slowly started to build up my personal brand, Salty Pineapple, every single day with consistent content, with my hashtag strategy, tagging my hit list, and all these things are now in the content planner. Now, going back to when I first thought of the content planner, the reason why I wanted that kind of business was I was tired of being at the will of my clients from my service-based people in here. When you're not working, you're not making money. And I was just sick of it. I was, it's like I had reverted back to working a nine to five because my clients could email me at any time and say, Kat, we need you to reshoot this entire campaign. Hey, we need these photos by tomorrow. Hey, can you get this done right now? We're still looking for these files, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, I would love to be able to go to bed, to wake up, look at my phone and see how much money I made. Like that for me was the very, very first thought of, oh, maybe service-based just isn't for me anymore. Maybe there's something else that's tangible, that's physical, that's a product that I could launch so that I could let go of the service-based lifestyle and now live a more remote work lifestyle, like working from my laptop, still running my business, but creating even more passive. And I, I use that word very lightly, passive income. Because <laughs> we, we know it's not passive. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, you're just so naive to the idea of how much work it takes to run an e-commerce business. But 
me being me and with the personality that I have, I was a graphic designer and I needed this planner. I needed this product for my own self. And I was like, there has to be other people out there who need this and who want this because I Googled it, nothing existed. And that for me was, you know, step one of the content planner. It was making that decision, not because I wanted a product-based business. It was because I wanted a different lifestyle. And that's what I want people to understand when they're truly thinking about, okay, what do I want to do with my life and my time here on this planet? God willing, hopefully you all have long, 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 fruitful lives. But at the end of the day, it's not about your job. It's not about your work. It's not about your business. It's about the lifestyle that you want to attain and how you're going to generate wealth in order to get that lifestyle. Does that, mm. make, does that make sense? It does. It does. It also reminds me of a really important part of your story where you knew exactly what lifestyle you wanted because you were coming through a really hard season in those early days of creating the content planner. Can you share what it was like to face adversity? And if you're open to sharing what the adversity was at that time and how you channeled that into creating this dream lifestyle for yourself. Which adversity are you talking about? I was, I was talking about going through divorce. But also, like, all the things that Oh, man, I have so it. many more. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was yeah. I watching videos and stuff. I was like, fuck, Kat's been through, through so much. Like, I think that's also why we have, like, a kindred understanding. Because I think early when we were starting to, like, talk more and when we started coaching, you were like, I'm just direct. I get straight to it. And I think that comes also from going through a lot of shit. It's like yeah. we, don't have enough, we don't have a lot of time. So let's just be direct and figure out what those right Absolutely. next steps are. Absolutely. And so, yes, what Como was talking about, I was previously married. And luckily for me, it was a mutual split. It was a mutual separation. But I was still running my freelance business at the time. I was full on salty pineapple, like working for myself. I didn't have a boss or even reoccurring income. It was like day to day, I would wake up and just cross my fingers that there was an opportunity coming in my inbox, while also emotionally going through probably one of the most traumatic times in my life. And that for me was a huge, um, what word do I want to say? It, it really triggered an entirely new way of living for me because I, I closed out that chapter and I did the work in order to heal myself, which was so important. And my ex and I actually made a promise to each other that we're going to end this, but we have to promise each other to actually live the lives that we wanted to live while we were still married. Mm. And for me, that was like, okay, then I got to go to Australia. I got to go to Bali. I got to go to Hawaii. I got to go to Maldives. And that really kicked off the dream trip of the lifetime. And that happened between 2015 to 2016. And I was actually designing the content planner when I lived in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And um, another adversity that I went through with the content planner. So while I'm launching this product, I had a co-founder in the first year. I had a co-founder and she was great. She was like my big sister and we got along so well. I worked with her before as a uh, graphic design client and she handled like finances and admin and the logistics and fulfillment. And I was, of course, like full-time doing the marketing and the design of the product and the branding and building all the community, like building the community that is now, you know, 30, 40,000 strong. And after the first year, she, I was ready to get started for the next year because we sold out and I was like raring to go. I was like, okay, we got through our first year. It was profitable. We paid off all our debts because it's completely self-funded. 
Um, and she sent me a text message, okay, that says she, she wanted to leave the company and she wanted to essentially like, like she broke up with me through text message. Wow. And I was like, what am I supposed to even do with that? What, like, I was so excited to, to take this next step together. So that again was another relationship that unfortunately ended, but it needed to now looking back, I was like, I'm so happy that I now run the company entirely, you know, yeah. but at the time when you're sitting with traumatic experiences, you just feel really lost yeah. and you don't know what to do. And you kind of, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you kind of only give yourself one choice. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, this is really shitty. And now I'm just gonna have to go through the go through the hard work. And it's not going to be good. It's not going to feel good. And now going through even just those two experiences, I feel so much stronger emotionally, having really set my foot like feet in the ground of like, okay, this is who Kat Gaskin is. And if nobody likes it, they can take a hike <laughs> immediately. So yes, it brings so much yes. clarity. Like yeah, those, so much clarity sort of, into who you are. And especially back to back, it makes everything so clear. Yeah. And I'm ready for more because that's what life is about. It's not mm -hmm. all unicorns and rainbows. You never know what's going to happen as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. You never know what you're going to wake up to. But for me, that's what makes it really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably reassuring for those who are facing a lot of turmoil. Obviously, we all are across the board yeah. through COVID. And something that I think inspires so many of your followers, and myself included, is to see you win. And so when we think of the three or four years that went into building the content planner, getting the workshops launched last year, yeah. and then having four back-to-back sold-out launches at, in the first, like, two months of quarantine, yeah. Yeah. and, like, six figures coming in, like, we were cheering you on, and mm -hmm. it inspired even my own launch and thinking of how can yeah. I offer what I have to give to the world in a more tangible way. But what was it like to, like, have that success during this tumultuous time and you were also coming out of like a hard season when yeah. that win happened for you absolutely so to give people a behind the scenes um when the pandemic was about to hit I was actually I, I think I was around ten thousand dollars in debt because mm -hmm. I had done a few workshops and if we all know events in-person events are not profitable you do them because you love it and you do it because, and for me, I do, I do it because it's such a powerful brand experience for me. I don't get to meet a lot of you in person and I love meeting you and seeing you plan in person, in real life and having that energy exchange. So for me, the in-person workshops were simply just for fun. And I put so much of my own money into them that by March, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually in debt and I don't have any money. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my rent? Then the pandemic hits. Greg, my partner, actually quit his job two weeks before knowing the pandemic was even going to be a thing. And so, as you can imagine, it's like your world just comes crumbling down at that point. And so, for me, I really identify as a warrior. Like, I'm really strong mentally because, you know, I've gone through all of that. And it's my personality. I'm a forever optimist. So I was like, okay, I can, I have two choices now. I can either make this a really shitty situation and continue to go into debt and stress out, or I can use the gifts that I have and really harness in on my strengths 
to help other business owners make money during this time too, because that's what I do well. Mm. I can tell you how to plan your content. I can tell you what to post. I can tell you how to draw out all that unique creativity that's sitting inside your brain using the tool that I created that's been proven to help make you profits in your business. And I knew that if I didn't show up for my community, that would suck not only for me, but the people who follow me and the people who've invested in my product. And so I made the choice to pivot. I did the pivot and I launched the workshops virtually. This happened in a whirlwind. Like within 48 hours, I taught myself Zoom. I taught myself how to create a sales page on lead pages. I taught myself how to, um, in Zapier, like if none of you are familiar with that platform, it's this platform that helps you talk to all your different other platforms. So MailChimp, Stripe, PayPal, all of that. I literally taught myself in two days and got it all live because I was like, this is it. This is go time. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm used to things just falling to shit and having to wake up the next day and make it into something profitable. Yeah. So I launched the workshop and sold out and it was incredible and I'm now on my fifth one which I, I was just, in cohort one I yes was you were in cohort one you were actually almost in cohort one in Toronto I know that's the thing I couldn't make it IRL so I think I was sick at that time so I, I gifted the tickets to two friends but yeah I am it was meant to be though Stan like for <laughs> cat <laughs> yeah and the workshops have been going really well and looking back now making the choice mentally to decide okay this is going to be my covid story i don't want my covid story to be something that is like sad and depressing and negative i have the power as a business owner to control whatever i do in this crazy world yeah it's chaotic af out there but in here in here it's all under control I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know how I feel this way. But being a business owner, truly, for the past eight years, you really learn to practice resilience. Mm -hmm. Am I right? 100%. You fall down and you get up back again because you have the tools set in place. And especially with resilience and empathy and all of those great tools, I've, I've been focusing on them especially and even now with you teaching that, I am so in tune with everything that you say <laughs> because it works and it helps. And it's not just a subscription to a new digital tool. It's not just a podcast. Resilience and the kinds of things that Komal teaches are the kinds of tools you can use in your business, in your life, in your relationships, and also your relationship with yourself. Mm, yes. And that's something we connected over during when the civil unrest began. Yeah. Um, it was that first week I was speaking at GEM conference and it, I made that last minute pivot to have that, to invite Jam to have a very candid conversation about what was happening at that time. And you were there for that. And you were also navigating how you were gonna show up in your business and speak up and out about what was happening in the world and anti-black racism. Can you share about that period of time and how you showed up for your community? Yeah. First of all, shout out Jam Gamble. If you're not going, if you don't know who she is, if you don't know about the Slayer of the Mic, go follow her. It's at I am Jam Gamble. And what was happening for me during that time, I was actually on a vacation at a cottage just a few hours outside of town. And I had planned to like take a break from social media. Um, but that's fine. Life happens. And I was watching everything unfold. 
And for me, as a woman of color, and as someone who has Black women in my community, and where diversity for me is not a trend, it is not something that I have to actively do, because it's literally ingrained in my life. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking how I look, sounding how I sound, coming from the culture that I come from, it's just how I operate a business. It was never even a thought of like, oh, maybe I should be diverse or maybe I should you know, turn it on all of a sudden. It was always like that. From the beginning, when I started the content planner, I was like, I want to look out into a room of my people and see literally everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, any age, any gender identifying person, whatever. Like I need to see different people in every single seat. And so when everything was happening, I felt so afraid to use my voice. And I was like, why is this so hard for me right now? Where do I start? What if people become so upset and I emotionally can't take it? Because at the end of the day, like, I don't like controversy and I'm so bad at confrontation. Like, I'm that person where if something bad is happening, I'll just hide. So as you can imagine, being a business owner and being the leader of this community, not really the best thing to do at that time. And I knew that so many people were waiting to hear from me. So I'm still going through all that confusion. I was speaking at Jam Conference. And then, of course, I wanted to tune into your talk with Jam. And right, not even right after, but while listening to you two talk about Jam, of course, really amplifying your voice and finding your voice and speaking from your own lived experience, and then obviously you leading the way because you're such an expert interviewer, it really, the, the gear started to turn for me. And I was like, wow, if I don't say something, regardless of how I say it, as long as I say something, and as long as I know that it's my truth, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm going to say something to make other people feel good or to make other people feel happy. It matters what I have to say because I built this community. This is my little corner of the internet. If people don't like it, they are welcome to unfollow me or block me, whatever you want to do. I'm not forcing you to be here and listen to me. But I know instead that the people who do want to listen to me needed to hear from me. Mm -hmm. And by listening to both of you talk about your voice and your truth and resilience and empathy and really opening up your mind to learning as well as, you know, being being a true ally. What does that even look like? Because we don't want any of that performative bullshit. We want true allyship here. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that, okay, I'm ready. I feel equipped. I'm ready emotionally. I have the capacity. And right after I ended your talk, I hopped on Instagram stories and I said it. And I said it all. And it felt so good. I felt like a weight had been lifted and that I was finally liberated from myself. Like I was the one muting myself. Mm. Nobody else was telling me to shut up. I was telling myself to shut up. So thank you, Komal, for allowing me this space and really using your voice so that I could see what it looks like to amplify my own. Mm. And from that day on, I really spent a lot of time looking inward and I was able to now say, okay, who do I want to be now? What kind of leader do I want to be now as a woman of color, as someone who grew up never seeing people on stages who looked like me, 
even making the amount of money that I make now, I've never seen anyone do that growing up. And even with TV characters, like for me, there was what Lucy Liu, I get one and I still don't identify with her culturally. So (laughs) being who I was at that time, I think it was on a Sunday. I posted my stories. I posted everything. Um, openly and I said if you have any feedback for me if you want to have a discussion I'm ready I have the capacity but what was so important was taking that time taking those two three days for myself to check in and say okay do I have the emotional capacity because this could trigger a lot of people and then you're now like this empty bucket where people pour all their trauma into you so you have Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're ready for that um and just taking time like this isn't going to be an overnight thing it's I'm ready to do this for the rest of my life. And that was one instance of where I used resilience to stop quieting myself and to really share my own truth. And what that did for my business is people now trust me more. And they now really see me as a leader. And even before that, I don't even know if I was sure if I was the good leader. But now Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Like, I am 1,000% certain that I can lead my own community. But if I never listened to you, that would have never happened. <laughs> like, I don't even know where I would be right now because that talk that I listened to and then sharing the stories and having so many discussions with Black women and with white women in my community and with women of color because my community is very diverse, um, having those discussions really opened up my eyes and it allowed me to share my company values, which we all know your values in your company also relate to your life. So mm-hmm. that for me changed everything. Yeah, mine are right here. And they stare me in the face every day. And yep. I was so there for when you did that live and talked to your community and said straight yeah. up who you are, what the values of the community are. And that is true leadership. And I think that is why so many of us trust you and engage with the content planner and look to you because it gives us as BIPOC women Um, a path forward of this is what an inclusive, powerful, rooted in identity brand looks like that is also mainstream, that is also making, you know, significant income and supporting not only you, but so many others in building out their lives and businesses. Like that is true leadership. And I would also say that when you're, when you were sharing around, like not, not knowing if you could speak up that tone policing that we all were experiencing Mm -hmm. prior to June as BIPOC women, it was like, can I say this? Is it bad for business? But what I've come to learn is like being anti-racist is great, is excellent for business and excellent as a human. Like this is just a way for us to show up. So thank you for sharing that. And also for stewarding that for so many of us in how you showed up during that time as well. Yeah. Um, Something I want to pull back to is when we talked about the adversities that you were coming through, have come through, What advice do you have for people who are listening, who are really in the hard, the pain, the uncertainty, the turmoil of this season in that for them to root through, root into and to come through this hard time? Yeah. First of all, I, I hear you. I feel your pain. I might not be in your exact position, but I can definitely empathize with what you're going through right now, even like for the parents out there who have kids or people who I'm very blessed to be able to, you know, just 
I just have to stay in my apartment and wear a mask. But for so many other people, they're going through a lot worse. So in terms of advice, I can't offer anything that's going to fix it. But what I can do is to urge you to really check in with your mindset. For me, journaling helps a ton because there's so much going on in here. So much. So much in here. Whether it's journaling, writing down, put it, you know me, I love pen to paper. I think the act of writing, putting things down physically helps so much more than typing it out. Or maybe you want to record voice notes, you know, or record videos for yourself or do like daily check-ins. Journaling helps so, so much with unpacking the emotions and feelings that are going on in here. Because for me, I hold it all in. Like I, I hold in my emotions and I think about them until they come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So by the time they come out of my mouth, they've pretty much tra- like changed and transformed. <laughs> but I know for me, journaling helps because it allows me to see it down on paper, whether it's something that I need to sit with for a long time, or I just need to get it out. You know, I feel like every time I journal, I get, I create more physical space inside of my brain. Another tip is if you need to see a therapist, like go see a therapist. I went to therapy and I absolutely loved it, especially going through the the divorce. And it really helped me open up to someone who has no they just have no judgments, right? Because they don't know you. They're not a family member. And you have to remember that your family members, your closest friends, the people that are in your inner circle, this might be a little bit hard to hear, but it's not always their responsibility to fix what's going on in here for you. Mm. It's important to seek out professional help. You know, because we can't expect that of our partners or of our parents because they might be going through their own stuff too. And we don't know about that. So for me, I am very proactive. Like when something's wrong, I need to fix it. And so I was like, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to fix my diet. I'm going to journal. I'm going to rise from this. And it all starts with your mindset. You know, you can't sit and be stuck all the time with, all the challenges and pains that life gives you because that's going to always happen. That's the wonderful thing about life is that regardless of, you know, if it's a good or a bad thing, that's what's meant to happen for you. Mm -hmm. Who knows if I never, if my ex co-founder never broke up with me via text, the company might not even exist because we probably would have gotten into like fights and I wouldn't be a leader of my community because I'd have to split it with someone, et cetera, et cetera. So you just don't know what's going to happen after the shit storm that comes. Like there's always a rainbow. It just takes time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense to people, but that's my experience with it. It's like Honestly, something shitty happens. You look back a few years and you're like, wow, that's why that happened. I'm way more blessed now. Mm-hmm. And you can't make sense of it when you're in it. Yes. And that's the hardest thing, I think, sometimes, especially for myself. I'm, I'm a type A control. What can I, like, even with this launch, we had our call this week, and it's like, yeah. I know that a month from now or two months from now when I'm done delivering cohort one, I'm going to have so much clarity and be like, wow, look at all the good things. We could have done that. Yeah. But when you're in it, you can't make sense of it. You just no. show up and you do the baseline. And those things are similar for me, the journaling, the movement, the therapy, the reaching out to my community. And also just realizing I don't have to do it alone. And that asking for help is so important right now. Oh, And pulling inspiration from the people online 
who our values aligned, like all of the things that matter most to us, like leaning on those people online. Because if this, I, you said this in your fuck up nights talk around like people often have condemned social media. And I would say it's yeah. a lot of the boomers and the older generation who just didn't get it. But as we see how Gen Z is utilizing social and us mm -hmm. who like half our lives have been on social. Yeah. And now during quarantine, like I am sane and stable because of my Instagram community. Absolutely. So people can really positively curate their feeds. And I would say you're someone who challenges us to continue to do that and also be the ones who are inspiring others on this platform. So yeah, thank, thank you for that, Kat. The other thing I'll say is we both had a shared experience because part of this conversation, I think it's embedded in all of it, is building the communities we need. Inherently, we do that as women of color who are creating mm -hmm. businesses online. A lot of like people that look like us aren't in the spaces we're in. When I'm looking nope. at personal development or self-improvement, there's not a lot of South Asians which is crazy because so much of it is rooted in South Asian culture. So, but it's a whole both, different talk, <laughs> whole different talk. But we both went to rise uh, the Rachel Hollis conference in two mm -hmm. different areas and felt totally othered. Yeah. And so when you think of that experience of being in a stadium full of women who don't look like you, what seed was planted for you that day at rise where you realized we got to take up more space. Like, let's go there. What is the okay. vision for the spaces we're creating? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Let's right. do this. <laughs> First of all, that was, for me, an eye-opening experience. I went in with an open mind, an open heart. I had never been to that kind of event before on that scale. There were 4,000 women in that space. Um, and it wasn't business related. It was more related to your life. Um, jams in the house. Jams in the house. Yes, jam. And for me, sitting in that seat, okay, just just observing not only what was happening on stage, but the reactions of people in the audience. I'm trying to find the word. <laughs> First of all, I was, I was shocked, okay? When you're in a room full of, full of white women, I'm, I'm going to say it, and there's another white woman on stage playing music from the Black community and using Black vernacular to not only, like, market their business, but to create fun and, like, celebration, but then you never celebrate Black, the Black community anyway. Like, that, for me, was a huge disconnect. It was, like, it's, the elephant. You're, like, am I... Is I was, like, is anybody else here? Does anybody else see this? But nobody else was seeing it. They were all just, like, feeding into the Kool-Aid, and I was, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dance while screaming, DMX talking about my life struggles. I'm not kidding. And yeah. we can't, we couldn't record in there. They they would like take away your phone if they saw you recording for longer than a minute. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you that I was standing there and we're talking about like struggles that you have in your life and resilience and, and touching on that, she used uh, DMX's stop, drop, and open, like stop, drop, shut him down, open up, shop whoa, we all had to sing it, okay? Yeah. 
And we're all singing it over and over and over again. And I'm just looking at these white women who are, were mostly from the States and they were just loving it and like eating it up. And I'm like, you guys don't understand how problematic this is that you're borrowing from a culture that you never celebrate. Mm-hmm. And so I sat there and I was like, okay, I took my mental notes and I shared it on social media afterwards what my true experience was. Don't get me wrong. I truly respect what Rachel Hollis has built. She, I'm sure she works her ass off. She runs an entire corporation with her now, you know, ex-husband. And I'm, I'm sure that's not an easy feat in itself. But from my own lived experience, sitting in that seat as I would say one of like six women of color out of 4,000 and you were you you were invited as an influencer yeah so I yeah I applied to be part of their influencer program um luckily they were bringing rise to Toronto and first of all not that I didn't want to pay for the experience but I was like if you're coming to my city like I I have to be there I have to be in that room if you don't invite me I will invite myself Side note, I had to email them like seven times to get my ticket. Like, this wasn't an easy thing. This was like, hey, following up, it's the day of, are you going to give me my ticket? Um, But I wanted to be in that space. Like, I I put myself there. I put the work in. I sent my emails. They checked out my Instagram. It's obviously a great fit because a lot of people in my community also follow Rachel Hollis. Um, And that's how I got there. So I didn't pay for my ticket. There was no correspondence saying I had to post about it or even had to give feedback. They just gave me a free ticket. So I sat in my chair. I brought uh, Viv and Jam to, they were there. I told them like, hey, they're doing an influencer program, go apply. So we were there too. Um, I stayed the longest out of all of us because I wanted to get that full, like true Rachel Hollis experience. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, wow, this is, this is the state of conferences like this. And it's in Toronto, one of the most diverse cities in in the world this is not a toronto thing mm-hmm. okay this doesn't represent toronto this at does all. not represent toronto we have people all. from the states coming up because the dollar's lower up here so they probably had to have cheaper tickets in canada let's be real <laughs> yeah exactly and you know i wanted to witness it i wanted to see the production i listened to all the speakers she did have um a few women of color as part of the speaker lineup Stacey flowers is amazing Stacey flowers uh, brit baron um, and there was a makeup artist as well. I, for, I forget her name, but looking out into the audience, there was, there were no women of color that actually purchased a ticket and wanted to be there. And for me, that was problematic. One mm-hmm. and two, it lit a fire under my ass to say, why can't I do something like this? Yes. Where not only will the stage be filled with all women, but the audience will also be filled with all women now the price i mean the price is basically dictated who is going to sit in the seats because i don't think it was priced to be accessible for all income streams i think the minimum spend was about 500 600 in i was i was floored at this because in florida they had a 200 dollars ticket and so okay. technically accessible in like a, for a three-day conference However, those spots were still not filled with women of color. Like there was, yeah. there was this gap. And I was like, what, like what, it was 8,000 people in Florida. And it, I was one of maybe 20 women of color, but I was there alone yeah. in Southern Florida, a predominantly white area. So it felt also um, scary. Like I, I was scared at times just being the only woman of color in that way. 
But when I saw you, Jam, and Viv post about it, what got me was when you said, we're going to put together a stage. Jam, Viv, yourself, I'm inserting myself, whomever else ends up joining us. Um, <laughs> and it just feels like it's time. Like, it's time for... It's been time. Yes, it's been time. It's and been so time. And so what do you see for this next chapter of things as we all continue to grow, as we all continue to build what we want to see in the world and create those physical spaces when we can be physical again, but in the yes. meantime, digital, <laughs> that belong yeah. to us? Yeah, the, the next chapter is very promising. It's very promising. And what I want everyone listening to this right now and watching this to know is that not only does your voice matter, Jam will tell you that, and I will, you know, plus one that, but you also have to use it. And how you use it is through your content, okay? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm connecting with you right now because I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you have to use your platforms for social change and to promote your businesses and to talk about your successes and celebrate your wins. Like, don't quiet yourself anymore. I did that. And I feel so much closer to the real cat, like the true meaning of who I am as, as an individual and as a woman of color and as a, as a woman business owner and entrepreneur in the space that I am, because there still aren't a lot of women that look like me up at the top. It's still, you know, very vanilla looking. So I have a lot of work to do. And I'm not saying I want to be handed it on a silver platter. I'm doing the work every single day. And I need you to do that too. Mm -hmm. because it's not going to come easy to you. And the reality is that if you're a non-white, it's a little bit more difficult to get to the top. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel that way, but I, I definitely feel that way. I'm surrounded Just... by my wins. And <laughs> yeah. even being surrounded by the likes of Oprah or Michelle Obama yeah. or, you know, a magazine cover, I don't talk about it. You've, you've called me out on this. Yeah. You're like, do you know your own story? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, it's because of this subconscious conditioning that there's not space, that we don't yeah. belong. But fuck that. Yeah, I'm, done. I'm your, done with that. How unapologetic you are about it is what attracts me so deeply to being in your world. Because we can't sit down. Like, we can't sit back anymore. It's not okay. Yeah. No, Our stories matter no. too much. It, they matter too much. And we have the capabilities to really create something with impact during our lifetimes. I don't want to be on my deathbed. Hopefully I'm old and wrinkly and tanned and looking like a football because I would be living in Hawaii. But <laughs> I don't want to be on my deathbed and think to myself, what did I actually do? Did I create meaning? Did I help people? Did I create change? I know I have very unique gifts and talents. So am I waking up and using them to the best of my ability every single day? And that's what you need to tell yourself too. Because you have things that I can't do. You are good at something that I'm not good at. You are an expert at something that I am not an expert at. Mm -hmm. So it's your responsibility, whether you're a business owner or you're not a business owner, whatever, as a human being, it is your responsibility to unlock those gifts, to discover who you are as a true person, like really understand, not that just your favorite color is blue and that you like, you know, sunsets. Like, what do you stand for? especially now and what don't you stand for what aren't you going to tolerate and that for me after your talk with jam was really the question that was on my brain is like okay 
what don't I stand for now? What won't I tolerate? And that helped me reflect on everything, like my self-identity, um, how I feel about money, what I think about other people running their business and all of these white women coaches. Like I really started to get vocal about that. And I lost a few followers. That's fine. By racist people. We are not welcome yes. here. But I also gained a ton of new people who are my exact people. Mm-hmm. Values aligned. Because when we say it, we, we bring it in. Yes. Like when people know who we are, what we stand for, it's clear as day for them to yeah. understand. That's my person. My cousin and I were talking about this with all of the anti-Black racism truths coming out and the work that's being done. When new accounts come up, she looks and sees like who in my community is following this and she's noticing mm -hmm. a trend of her people even within her Instagram world of like we found each other and there's so much power in that so we could talk forever Kat but <laughs> I'm gonna start wrapping this up yes <laughs> please tell us there is a you are doing your final virtual workshop tell everyone about yes. it everybody here if you have not done Kat's workshop yes yet you must because from a content planning standpoint, if you are a small business owner, if you are trying to grow on this platform, Kat is your go-to hands down, no questions asked. <laughs> Thanks, Koval. Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, I launched registration for the next live virtual content planner workshop. So if you wanna learn with me for four hours with hundreds of business owners from across the world, planning out your content, this is a workshop where you're actually going to work so for me, I've hated in the past wasting my time and watching these webinars or going to these in-person workshops and all I do is sit there and watch someone talk to me. So instead, I launched this workshop as a four-hour online training where there's four lessons and for each lesson, I teach you and then you automatically dive into your planner and you start writing things down in your planner so that when you come away after those four hours, you not only have the knowledge and you have the training and you have a video replay that you can reference, but you have tangible plans written down. So this is the fifth time I'm gonna be doing it. This is the final live version of it. So go click the link in my bio to register now. We are, I last checked, we were 45% sold out and I just launched tickets three hours ago. So yes. I would get on it sooner than later. 100%. Um, you know, not to downplay that, but in my opinion, it is the best content planning workshop out there because everything that I teach you in this workshop is from what I learned. I don't have a coach. I don't have a mentor. I've never taken an online course in my life. This is all from my experience as an e-commerce business owner, a graphic designer, a service-based creative, a photographer. And of course, Instagram strategy is, I love it. Like my goal is to literally just hand off my company so that I can be on Instagram all the time. <laughs> And you're helping all of us be excellent at it simultaneously. Um, thank you so much, Kat. So th these lessons in resilience, these lives that I do are things that I'm going to be doing weekly kind of going forward alongside my podcast lessons learned. But I also have my first offer on the table, everybody who is tuning in, um, my first ever digital program called the Next Right Step Masterclass Series. And it's five weeks of trainings in resilience and leadership, 15 hours of time with me and thought leaders and experts who we are announcing tonight as uh, the guest you. interview. So if you love how I interview, if you love how I can pull out all the gems and the people that I talk to, and you want to learn about the five pillars of resilience, community, work, wellness, impact and identity and self-efficacy, this is the program for you. I don't do things half-ass. 
No. Excellence is the baseline. So you best. Guys, she's interviewed Michelle Obama. Is is there more of a receipt that you need? (laughs) I don't like. I don't know. So I will completely back whatever Cuomo is launching because I've been helping her launch it. I know what she's putting into the program. Frig, I might sign up because <laughs> we could all use resilience training, especially as business owners during a pandemic. This is how you get through it. It's all in here. It's not a tool. It's not a digital program. Again, it's not an, something that you need to learn. It's all within you. But Como has the expertise to bring that out in you. But of course, like you don't have the strategies. You don't really know how to do that. So ask Como. She's the expert. Come on by. We're ready for it. I will say this. I was chatting with because someone I will say who has showed up incredibly well in the online marketing space in terms of educating themselves, showing up for anti-racist work is Amy Porterfield. Yeah. And so the other night I was feeling like in my feels about launching and I listened to one of her podcasts and I sent her a voice note and she replied and she said, when it comes to launching, when it comes to online business, when it comes to coming through these adversities, it is a hundred percent mindset. Yeah. And so me, launching a program to support you in your mindset, I am constantly tweaking my own and I continue to show up because that is what resilience is, is how quickly can we keep bouncing back when adversity shows up? And that's what I'm here to share with you. So thank you so much, Kat. Thank you for being in my corner, for being in all our hug. This was the best conversation. (laughs) And for all of you watching, if you want to join in at seven o'clock, I am interviewing Jagmeet Singh tonight about his I'm kind of starstruck that I got, yeah, that I got to, um, like, be the opener for him. (laughs) Life is so amazing and surreal. And so at 7 p.m., I'm going live with Jagmeet. We're going to talk about community resilience, him and his journey. And he I love would my life. So much. I could do this forever and ever. Lessons yeah. in resilience coming at you. Thank you, Kat. Digital hugs. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you loved that conversation as much as I did. It was so, it was so all encompassing. Everything that we talked about. Kat hit on so many important notes. Um, periods of her life that she was willing to share so authentically and in such a real way. And I deeply loved that conversation. Now, I wanted to also share that we have launched our new line of merchandise inspired by the Next Right Step program, including prints with affirmations to remind you of who the fuck you are and to just keep you going in your day-to-day alongside a brand new mug uh, with a quote that says, your story is required reading. And I hope that you guys check it out over at gomel.com and you'll click on shop and then you can check out all the products and see what we have for you. A lot of love and care went into these designs by Rhaenyra from my team, who is an absolutely incredible artist. And I hope that you love them. I And I want you guys to think this week. So you've heard Kat's story. Um, you know the season of my life that I'm in right now. And just reflect on and think about When you're creating and what you're working towards in your life, how is it rooted in what you need most? How can you create something in your life, in your work, in your business right now that you most desire to create in the world? How can you make space and time in your life to do that thing, to help start strategizing, start building the plan around what it is in you that you want to bring into the world most, to have impact, to support yourself, and to leave a little bit of that legacy that you're hoping to over the long term. 
we've got those journal prompts for you in this week's newsletter. Um, and you can find them over on our link in bio at Lessons Learned as well on Instagram, LessonsLearned.co. So until next week, I hope that you have the best week and I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye!